This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning. (laughs) Uh, It's always an honor to uh, be able to just share the word of God. Uh, Darren, Wendy, my beautiful wife, Cleopatra, you know, (laughs) Uh, Pastor Bill, I have a friend here, Uh, Pastor Bill, he took me in the prison ministry, Uh, we were able to minister to some guys in the prison, prison. and uh, that was beautiful, man, thank you so much for that experience, listen, uh, (laughs) I'm going to pray again. But what I am seeing and what, am I, what I am feeling is so wonderful. I feel like many people in here felt as if walls were closing in on you, right? I believe many people can give testimony that they, they were feeling or they're even, even right now maybe feel like walls are closing in. We are living in such a time where things seems to be so dense. It's like from one news to the other, from one disaster to the other, people are holding on to their jobs, people are losing their jobs, food shortage uh, in Haiti, earthquakes, or uh, and then uh, Afghanistan, all these things are taking place. So many of us, we began to look at the external And we will begin to rest our faith and our trust on these external realities. And we feel like, like Darren said, I believe it, that we are living in the most beautifulest time for us as the body of Christ to shine. It is not just... This is our nature. We destroy darkness. If we are the light, every time the light pops on, darkness disappears. It it just disappears. So I'm going to pray again. And this time I want to pray that our heirs, we will not just hear. You know, the Bible said... Many people, they tend to hear, but they're still not hearing, you know. We want perception. We want to perceive what God has already done. You know that? Victory is ours, period. But if we don't see it, if we don't believe it, we will never experience the beautiful reality of that victory that Christ did for us 2,000 years ago. Christ is not here saying, let me continue to build. He said, it is done, it is finished. And until we as his sons and daughters comes into that same reality, that same declaration by faith, through our attitude, through our belief, and when we wake up in the morning, no matter what's taking place, it is done It is finished. So God, I thank you. 
thank you for this opportunity, God. I worship you. I know, God, it's not by power nor by might, but by your spirit. I love you, God. I told you this. I said, God, I don't want to just speak a message. I want to carry the very feeling of your love. I want it to be an expression of your love. We are an expression of people that express the love of God. Not just in words, but in our very existence. Move, Father. Have your way in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. History makers. You know that every single person in here has a responsibility. Every single person in here has a calling. Every single person in here has a ministry. If we receive Christ, we receive the ministry of Christ called reconciliation. We can't run away from it. If we receive Christ, we receive the heart of Christ that is determined to go after those ones that the enemy has in his claw to rip them from under the mode of the enemy. Love does this. I wrote down this little statement here. One of the most tragic reality in this earth is when we go to our grave with a piece of history not made. It's tragedy, or tragic when we go to our grave, or better yet, when we have history inside of us laying dormant and we just sit there as if we are just simply simple people. When God said, hey, I have put my spirit in you and that alone makes you a world changer. I am writing history through you. So I want us to take a responsibility, a sense of responsibility today. I want us to look within our, within, I'll say this. I want us to look in the face of God and say, yes, God, you have created me to do wonders. As a mother washing dishes, I can pray and change atmosphere in China through my prayer. You have created me for transformation. As a parent, as I change my baby diapers, I can raise my hand and say, in the name of Jesus, I push back the force of darkness. And it is so. It is so. As a businessman, as you sit down at your desk and you are figuring out how you're going to tally up this, this amount of numbers and this amount of numbers. 
You can take a walk down the road to go pick up some lunch for your kids and speak to someone who's bound up in witchcraft or addiction and just speak life over them. And Christ come and resurrection power is revealed. We are not just simple people. Darren spoke about it uh, two weeks ago and these messages was like just bursting forth in my heart. And I felt like the, what God was telling me, that son, can't you see? I'm calling you. Yes, you're my son. Yes, I love you. Yes, there is nothing you can do that can add to my love or to subtract my love. But I am calling you to walk with me. I'm calling you. I want to do great things in you. I want to partner with you. I want that word, it is finished, to be made manifest all around you. I want that word, it is finished, to manifest in your homes. I want that word, it is finished, to manifest in the school systems. I want that word, it is finished, to manifest in your local church. In every arena that you touch, I want that word, it is finished, to manifest. Genesis chapter 3, 14 through 15. This is God in the Garden of Eden talking to our, 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 talking to our enemy, Satan. Then the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly groveling in the dust all as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and the woman offspring. He will strike, another translation said, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. First prophecy. It's a prophecy of the ages. Bible said, her seed will crush your head. And when he talks about head, he's not literally talking about a physical head. He's talking about a government. He's talking about his authority. The kingdom that the enemy has rose up or rise up against us. Jesus, God prophesied way back in Genesis and said, this is how it's going down, brother. You thought you won. This is how it's going down. A seed is coming from a woman. The same woman you deceive. I will use that woman to bring in, to birth your worst enemy. A seed is coming, and he will crush your head. Now, where is Jesus? Where is that seed? Isn't that seed living inside of us? Uh, where is the seed? Isn't Jesus living inside of us? 
Isn't that glory and that dominion living inside of us? So God is saying, enough. No more whimpering. I want you to see. I want you to grab a hold of what I have accomplished on the cross. I want you to grab a hold of your authority, the authority that I gave you. And I have a work for you to do. I'm going to do it through you, but I'm calling you to do it. Because the same enemy that robbed and steal from you, I am going to use you to take it back. Because I have already took it back 2,000 years ago. And as you step on in faith, you're just coming into agreement with that victory. Period. I want to talk about uh, Saul and David. Saul and David. <laughs> I'm going to be jumping back and forth. So if you guys can follow me, I'll really, really appreciate it. Okay. So it's essential for us to first have this foundation that we are victorious. Period. Nothing that's going on that seems to be wonderful in our life or terrible in our life can change the fact that we have victory. Period. I don't have to wait for something beautiful to happen. Because if we are waiting for something beautiful to happen, we will always be up and down, up and down, going around the circles. So the foundation is this. You are victorious, period. If you worship Jesus, if you believe that he is the son of God, you are victorious and nothing you can do about it but to accept it. But to accept it. So now God chose, as we know, the battle of David and Goliath. But before David came, uh, God was their king and they rejected God. They wanted an earthly king. And God told Samuel, tell them that I am their king. And they said, no, 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 no. We want an earthly kings like our next door neighbors, like the other nations. So God said, go ahead, Samuel, anoint one. So God sends Saul. And I'm going to pick up from 1 Samuel 9, 16. This is Saul meeting Samuel. About this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him to be leader over my people of Israel. Listen to this. He will rescue them from the Philistine. Listen. For I have looked down on my people in mercy, and I have heard their cry. Why do we have the Spirit of God living in us? Yes. First and foremost, intimacy, sons and daughters. But look at the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He said, and I will anoint him, and he will do what? Deliver my people from the Philistine." Every single person in here have a deliverance ministry. 
If the Spirit of God lives in you, <laughs> you are called, your very nature, your very makeup is deliver people. So we are more than just sons and daughters. Yes, we are. But we are also soldiers. We walk with our armor, with a glorious armor. Got a lot of notes here, so I'm gonna swing, but go through them as fast as possible. So the burning love of God in our hearts will be the fuel or the driving force of this ministry. We cannot be consumed with the love of God and don't do nothing. I had, to, I had to like come to this reality, you know what I'm saying? Me, I, I had to come to this reality, you know? God is after more than just a little service. If we are consumed, if we are swallowed up in the love of God, you know what's going to happen? We're going to find ourselves like soldiers looking for those that the enemy holds in bondage and captivity. You see, not, this, this is not just a, a job for the pastor or the prophets or the evangelists. This is the sons and daughters of God consumed in the love of God. Refuse. When we see things are going on that is not right, we see injustice. This love rise up inside of us and we refuse to remain silent. We refuse to. But many of us still are, we're still not convinced that all is well with us. So we walk, we walk limp, limping, we're limping. As if the work of the cross is not complete concerning, concerning us, we walk limping. So God has to turn around and say, let me tend to you, my son, my daughter. Let me, let me heal you, like Darren made mention of it. Paul said, I long to give you meat, but you guys can't endure it. But that's okay. God will stay right there and he will pour that milk. And he said, could you grow up now? Pour that milk. Could you believe me now? Pour that milk. Are you convinced now? Pour that milk. Look at the sun in the sky. Who did that? Pour that milk. Look at the birds. Who did that? Then all of a sudden we, oh yes, God. You are all power. All dominion belongs to you. And then God said, okay now, you ready for meat? You ready for meat? You ready for meat? Let me go forwards now. So now the Philistines, this is 1 Samuel 17, verse 3 through 11. So now the Philistine and Israelites face each other on opposite, opposite hills with a valley between them. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the face of Israel. 
He was over nine feet. If you guys can put up that image, I have an image. If you guys can put that up. It's up there. Where I'm at now. And then lose where I was at. Getting too excited up in here. I'll start again. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gad, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the face of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet and his bronze coat of, of mail weight, one, weight 125 pounds. Who in here weighed 125 pounds? Honest, honestly. For real? Nah, Peter. I pray for you, bro. You weighed 125 pounds? Okay, Malachi weighed 125 pounds. So we got this giant. Takes Malachi, wrap Malachi around his shoulder, and he walks with Malachi to go out and fight the, fight the, the army of the, 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 the children of Israel. He's also, he also wore bronze leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. His shield, his shaft, the shaft of his spear was as heavy and thick as a woven beam, dipped in, dipped with an iron speech. Dipped, help me here. Dipped with an iron That stuff weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying the shield. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming to fight? He called. I am the Philistine champion. You hear this? I want you to think about your personal battles and personal struggles that you are facing. This is what your battle is telling you. This is what the troubles and the things that you are facing, it comes out. It, when you wake up in the morning, the first thing is on your mind. It's taunting at you. Huh? It's just like, look at you. You, you can't beat me. Huh? Fear, spirit of fear. You wake up in the morning, anxiety. You can't beat me. Look at you. Huh? Spirit of work, a worthless mentality where you feel like, man, I'm nobody. You wake up in the morning and that lion demon constantly taunt at you. He taunts at you. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servant of Saul. Choose one of your men to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the army of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. Listen to this. And children of Israel heard this. They were terrified and deeply shaken. A lot of people are suffering with anxiety. A lot of people are taking pills anxiety and the pills repetitive every morning you get up you got to take it 
Maybe before you go to bed, you got to take it. Some people probably got to drink a bunch of wine. You know, I, I work in a place where I sit in a meeting, and they constantly say that when they, when they leave work, they have to go drink a few bottles of wine just to find rest. So the enemy is constantly taunting at us as if we don't have a king. Constantly taunting at us as if Jesus didn't finish the work on Calvary. But if we continue to believe his deceptions, we will get the fruits of his deception. And that is what? Discouragement, weakness, and goes on and on and on and on. Now I'm going to have to move away from my notes. <laughs> but anyhow, so now there is a boy by the name of David. Somewhere in here, about, it says for 40 days. Where did I put it? Yeah. 1 Samuel 17, 16 through 17. Listen to this. For 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the in front of the army of Israel for 40 days for 40 days they are under massive pressure for 40 days they are under massive fear for 40 days they are withering and cowering in the corner as if it seems like they forgot all of the victories they forgot how God parted the Red Sea they forgot those Glorious events. 40 days, your enemy comes and he taunts at you. 40 days, that de devil comes and says, You ain't no one. Look at you. For 40 days, fear of what's taking place in the earth. You're shrinking back for 40 days. I wrote somewhere in my notes saying that our fear, we are not in a place of anxiety because of what's taking place around us, but we are in a place of anxiety because our failure to trust God. I say it again. We are not in a place of anxiety or fear because what is going on around us but we are in this place because of our failure to trust, to recognize that God is bigger than anything the enemy can throw at us. He's bigger than anything life can throw at us. He's bigger. So these men who was trained in war, Saul and all of his army, David even made mention of Saul uh, when the news came to him in 2 Samuel. When he was told that Saul was dead and he began to utter words. And he said, Saul, mighty man. He said, Saul and Jonathan was as swift as an eagle and strong like a lion. What happened to Saul then? I'm going to tell you what happened to him. Out of disobedience, he moved from out of that place, that secret place, where all the strength and glory abide. He moved from out of that place. All of a sudden, he lose hold of the glory of God, that intimate place that gives him peace, strength, serenity. He moved from out of that place, and all of a sudden, the same Saul that David said, he was as swift 
as an eagle and as strong as a lion. He's whimpering, pulling back because an enemy is in front of him that looks unbeatable. So now, from the very foundations of the earth, Jesus was crucified. Jesus said, from the very from in Genesis, he, he declares that his a seed will come from a woman and that seed will crush the enemy head. So we got this little boy by the name of David. His dad said, Go down there, David, take your brother some lunch. He don't even have an idea. He's about to make history. So little David with his little lunch bag going down there to take his brother some lunch. But David being an old soldier, spent the same, most likely he spent time with God in the wilderness. So he goes and creep up to, to the line where, where the battle is and he said, hey, hey, what's going on? All of a sudden he hears the enemy cursing the God, cursing the army of God. David like, who is this un circumcised. This is the attitude we need to have, you know what I'm saying. This is the attitude we need to wake up every day. When fear try to grip us, we need to wake up and say, hold up. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine comes to try to defy the army of God? So David said, now David is a smart, smart little dude, you know. He goes and he said, what would be given to the person that slayed this giant? Oh, many riches, and he's gonna get he's gonna get Saul's daughter. Ooh, that's some great mother motivation. But he wasn't really motivated by that. <laughs> he wasn't really motivated by the money or Saul's daughter. So David said that he think he can he he's up for the challenge to get back to Saul. He goes and Saul meet with David, and Saul said that, "Are you crazy? You are but a little boy." This is a man who was fighting wars from his very youth. It's impossible. David said, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Ah, I remember when I was taking care of my father's sheep or lamb. A lion and bear on occasion will come up and try to take them. And I will go after them. Listen to this. That's the spirit inside of us. The next time when we leave out here and we see the unsaved people, we're going to declare victory. We're going to pray a prayer. And if God said, go witness to them, we're going to witness to them and we're going to snatch them from out of the mode of the enemy. So David said, oh, when I was young, uh, the bears, a bear and a lion tried to steal my sheep and uh, I go after them and I rescue my lamb from them. And then if they will turn on me, I will strike them down and club them to death. Surely, even as the Lord has delivered me from the lion and the bear. Surely today he will deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. So I said, okay, okay, okay let, me, no, no, let me put, your, put my garment on my stuff. David like, oh, no, 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 I'm not used to this. I got something more than your sword. I got something more than your shield, more than your armor, more than your helmet. I got God of Israel behind me. You know that 
me and Darren could be in the same room, experiencing the same problems. Our problems, trials, and tribulation could be identical. In the same space, same time, identical problems and situations. For 40 days, Saul and the whole army of Israel are under massive anxiety, fear attack. And this little David comes in the same space, the same giant, the same enemy. And David said, let not your heart trouble you. Today, I will. You see? That's what God is telling all of us today. You will. Not Darren. You will. Right? Right? You will. Because why? I did it already. And the only thing you are pretty much doing is you're going to pick up the spoils of war. That's it. The spoils of war. But if we continue to allow the enemy to molest our minds, and we're around here walking as if we don't have no authority, the Bible said that we are kings and we are priests. And you know, it's so funny when I was reading this, this whole thing about David. There was times he went was warring, went to war. And he needed, he needed to hear from God. And the Bible said that David would call for the priest one, and put on the priest's garment. And he will seek God's face. So you got David as a priest and as a king. Governing over a nation and a priest interceding on the behalf of a nation. That's our reality. We have authority to govern over nations and to intercede on the behalf of nations as priests and kings and queens. I got one last scripture I'm going to read. One last scripture that made all of this possible. So before David was king, God tells Samuel, go down to Jesse's house. So you got all of the Jesse sons passing him. Samuel said, oh man, this must be the king. This guy is tall. This guy seems to be strong. He's buff, similar to me. You know, I'm, I'm joking. But he got to be king. And God said, no, 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 no. You're judging by your eyes. I judge the heart of man. So, Samuel said, this is it? You don't have no more sons? Oh, Jesse said, oh yeah, I got one more son. He's tending to the sheep. Call him in. So David comes in. The Bible said, little ruddy, handsome dude. He comes in and Jesse, God speaks to Jesse and said, this is the king. Anoint him. And David was anointed. You know what's so funny? The Bible said, as soon as Jesse anointed David, the Spirit of God came upon him mightily from that moment onward. The Spirit of the Lord come, came upon him. But we are under a greater covenant. The Spirit is not just coming on us. It comes on us, it lives in us, it moves in us, through us, we move in the spirit. Our very being is in God. 
minister. You're supposed to pick up the kids now. As they minister, I want you to really like do business with God. You know, if there was fear, I want you to speak. You know what I'm saying? You, sometimes we need to just speak. We need to speak. That was David. He spoke. David looked at Goliath and said, listen, this is what I'm going to do to you. I'm going to show you that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord delivers. Today, the world will see that the God of Israel, this is what I'm going to do to you. I am going to slay you. I'm going to cut your head off. Destroy your rest of your army and feed it to the birds and the wild beasts of the field. How does that language translate to us spiritually? Same way. We're not fighting a physical battle, but we are in a massive spiritual battle. And this is what we got to tell the enemy when we wake up every day. We need to have some umpt about it. We need to have an attitude. In the name of Jesus, today, pornography, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Today, spirit of fear, go in the name of Jesus. Today, discouragement, go in the name of Jesus. If God called you to start a business, go do it. Some of us need to sit down and, and speak with some people who probably offended us or we offended them. Go and do it because that is also warfare. Saul was out of place because of his disobedience. And many people we see rise up and they lose a hold of the glory of God. And they put their hands or their eyes on the fame and the fortune and the great names and this and that. Because I know, I used to be like that. And most of the people who like that is simply because they're empty. When we see God, when we see God, when we see God, when we see God. Those little petty things begin to burn. They fade away. I was born to slay giants. I was born to stand free in the spirit of power. The Bible said that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, sound mind so don't receive nothing other than love power sound mind thank you Jesus Worship him, worship him, worship him, 
Worship Him. all over this room. Let's go ahead and stand up all over this room. And as they continue to sing, we're just going to go ahead and dismiss. You're free to stay as long as you'd like. Parents, if you could go get your children and just give a big thank you to the workers back there. Lord, thank you for this word. Thank you, God, that truth has come and invaded our hearts. We love you. Let's just go ahead and continue to worship. If you have some time to stay, just Walk with God, as, as Julio said. God bless you guys. Have an amazing, amazing Sunday. God bless you. See you next weekend. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.